By the time you hear this podcast, you'll wonder, can I make it any more obvious? Hearing that song, uh, <laughs> man, that's terrible. That's a ter- yeah, yeah. You can't. You got uh, to turn your brain off for those lyrics. Yeah. You got to turn your brain off. <laughs> All right, welcome to. By the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben, and we are back with another episode. Uh, if you are listening to this, uh, thank you very much. Yeah, we do yeah. appreciate it. And if you want to tell someone about it, you can find us in several locations. One, you can visit our website by the time you hear this dot com. You can also visit us on Facebook uh, by the time you hear this spelled with the word you uh, in the, on the website and the Facebook. If you want to reach us on social media, you can reach us at by the time you hear this on Instagram spelled with the letter U because we're upstanding. Yes, mm-hmm. that is also the same spelling for our email address. And you can listen to us in on a variety of platforms, uh, Podomatic, iTunes, Google Play, uh, Satchel Podcast Player, CastBox, TuneIn Radio. I always think I'm missing one, but I think that's all of them. Mm-hmm. Did you say Google Play? Yeah. Yeah, Google Play, iTunes. Those are the big, the heavy hitters. Yeah, yeah, you, you covered it. So, yeah, again, no excuses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh we're we're recording this two days after the last episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I might release it tonight too. Yeah. Should we? Well, whatever. If you do, Jesse, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you get more people. You mm-hmm. get more. Yeah, I'm taking a trip. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, I guess we were talking about things that we didn't talk about two days ago, <laughs> as far as our music <laughs> news goes. So, first of all. Um, well, as we, we did mention in the last episode, Drake releasing his new album, mm-hmm. More Life. And uh, it is now number one on the Billboard 200 charts, which that's the one that charts the top albums. Yeah. So it's number one uh, taking over for Ed Sheeran. So uh, whatever will we do? Yeah. 
Shakespeare. It's not. He's not. He, I'm sure he's number, number two, anymore. right? Is he number yeah. Two? <laughs> <laughs> he's still eating. And uh, his uh, Drake's album it sold over five hundred thousand copies, which is the biggest one uh, in one week sales since Views came out, <laughs> uh, which was over a million. So yeah, it didn't sell over a million, but still to sell 500,000 in, in a week in is, this climate. Yeah. Very impressive. Mm-hmm. So, uh, he has the biggest, um, sales week since his last album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he also has 24 songs on the billboard hot 100. Yeah. So he, he, he's taken, basically he has a quarter of the, of the hot 100 charts, mm-hmm. uh, which is, um, it's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot, man. You 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 wonder if he's going to suffer from like overexposure. I hope or, not because he's starting or to, something to that effect. It's like too much Drake out here. Like he's starting to come off to me as like the Beyonce of rap, like where he's just everywhere. Every yeah. summer he's coming out with an album. Yeah, like he could have named this one Summer Seventeen if you wanted to, because. <laughs> It's just that's what he's done. It's it's crazy. Like yeah, I, and I mean I, I like the guy, but you gotta wonder. You got does he need to take a step back and maybe take a year off? Is it too much or, um, you know, do you want to? Well, well, maybe it's just the. I think there's such a demand for Drake for Drake <laughs> that he's going to be played on the radio a lot. You know, I I think I told you about the um. Uh, I temporarily worked for UPS mm-hmm. and um, I didn't, I didn't get to drive the, the truck, which was unfortunate. Uh, <laughs> that would have been fun. But um, in uh, riding in the truck, you know, the, the guy had the radio on and mm-hmm. like I said, I don't listen to the radio and this had been a long time since I stopped <laughs> listening to the radio over the course of eight hours. I heard, um, what song was it? I think it was Find Your Love. It was something off of Thank Me Later. Oh, God. Four to five times an hour. I can believe that. Uh, yeah. Man, there was, it was, um, that was, that was difficult to deal with. <laughs> like, no, too I, much Drake. I wonder, too. So maybe he's afraid that if he takes any time off, someone might take his place. Because there's a lot of rappers coming out now that kind of sound like him. And I mean, like, honestly, like who party next door could take Drake's spot. Like I could see people being like Drake already stole from party next door, but I could, I could see it happen. And they're like, Oh, well, Drake's not around. Who's another sad rapper. Like some people are going to think that that party next door sounds like Drake, mm-hmm. even though Drake <laughs> took his sound from party next door. Like he kind of like stole from him. You I know? could see it happening though. Maybe he's like, I can't let, I can't let party next door. You know, take my spot, mm-hmm. which like I he took Chris Brown's took from him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he take who did it? Whose girl did he take? Was it Chris Brown's girl? Who? Party next door. He took someone. Oh, uh, um, Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Yeah. Just like he take you take your spot. <laughs> like I took Kyrie's chick, you know, like who's that? Kehlani? Not Kehlani. Karachi. Yeah. No, it was Kehlani. It was Kehlani. Okay. She's, she's not bad looking. She's not bad looking. Downgrade. Uh, but, you know, she did. <laughs> she did. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think Karuchi had to like file a restraining order against Chris Brown. Oh God. Um, I, I have the, uh, I have, um, I have dark expectations. 
if uh, if he gets near her again. Yeah, Whoa, was it that bad? I think it's that bad. <clears throat> Man, he only he only beat Rihanna. What's he gonna do to her? Mm. I say only beat. I, I didn't mean that sounds very insensitive. <laughs> Com- comparatively, it can be worse. Yeah, it can <laughs> be worse to Rihanna. It's it's a possibility. Good lord. Okay, that's not good. Hope like they broke up. Guys. He had a baby by somebody else, and it's still an issue when she's mm. rumored to be dating anybody. Oh, stop it! Not oh, jeez. Okay, he he's that guy. He's got issues. He's that guy. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, so <laughs> before the show, I mentioned there's a biopic. Oh man, that's going to start filming this summer, <laughs> and I said it was called King of the South. And since we're in Atlanta, you hear yeah. King of the South. You think you think Ti? Yeah, it's the first thing I thought. Yeah, this isn't about Ti. As a matter, he had an album called King. Like, yeah. just, but no, it's not <laughs> not not Ti. No, no, this one is about uh, Master P. Oh, like <laughs> how is? I mean, I get it. Louisiana is technically the South, but like I don't know. Like I feel like that's a different part of the country, man. Like it's, I don't know. Like why why couldn't the film just be called like um I would say like it could be called I'm about it. Still I mean, even yeah. though there was that movie I'm, I'm about, about it. it, yeah. Which was his first biopic. <laughs> yeah. I'm about it too, or like I'm still about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Call it the should ice be cream something man. like that. That's what I would say. You know, that's what he called himself. Or or some reference to no limit. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I don't know, like, no, that would just be such a cheesy, like, not like this isn't cheesy, but like, No Limit, the story of Master P, like, that'd be like, I don't want to see that. <laughs> like, that sounds like it should be on Bounce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> wow, you, you skip BET, you skip TV1, oh, yeah. you even skip Cedric. You went straight, to, straight bounce. to Bounce. Yeah, straight to Bounce, yeah. Man, um, the... uh the film is, I, it's going, I guess, I don't know if it's going to have Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. but she's associated with it. So if she's not in it, she's most likely a producer. Yeah. Uh, and also Wendell Pierce, who people may remember uh, from The Wire. I have to look him up to see if I do. Yeah, uh, he played uh, he played Bunk on The Wire. Okay. Or people who have seen the, uh, the Clarence Thomas, Anita Hill TV movie, Confirmation. He played Clarence Thomas. Okay. Uh, he will be... He's associated with the film. I don't know his role. Uh, more, he's also probably a producer. And the role of Master P has not been cast yet. I can only hope it's someone good. Um, you know, he deserves He deserves it. I think it's going to be someone that we oh. haven't seen a lot of. Okay, I know this guy. Wendell Pierce. Okay. Um, my first thought, it's going to be the guy who is now the... I want I I don't know I can't remember his name on this show but I just keep calling him Black Jack Bauer. Oh, on 24. Um, he was Dr. Dre. Yeah, and, he played Dr. Um, yeah, Dre. Yeah, he is Black Jack Bauer. <laughs> I think I think he might be a, a candidate to play Master P. That sounds like a gambler. <laughs> like, sounds like um Maverick 2 featuring Black Jack Gambler. <laughs> Black Jack Bauer. So, yeah, it's going to film this summer. Uh, there'll be an open call. It's going to be filmed in New Orleans, of course. Duh, yeah. And uh, so any of you expiring actors, um, yeah. Get maybe, down maybe there, you man. Maybe you could play, play Master P it's not a, or it's Silk not a, the Shocker. You, that'll probably be, that'll be an interesting casting choice. Like, who plays Silk the Shocker? Who's going like, to talk off time? Who, who, <laughs> is he going to talk off beat as well as rap off beat? Why not? Yeah, make it fun. That's important, okay? 
because if you if they do any recreations of songs and you have Silk the Shocker on there, he's mm-hmm. got to rap off beat. And if he's rapping on beat, you know, the the all the integrity Won't of the it. film goes mm-hmm. out the window. Can't believe it. Mm-mm. Nope. Can't do it. Nope. <laughs> and I wonder who's going to play C-Murder. Um, I mean, like at this point, I have to wonder, like, will the whole No Limit, you know, well, yeah, I think you gotta have you gotta have that like you know Gangsta Boo and and um you you gotta you gotta have those Mystical. those guys too because along with him being um you know basically like building building this record mm-hmm. label he had all these artists with him too when he was building them up too yeah so I mean yeah he's got, he's the central figure but you gotta have these other guys too so who's gonna play Fiend. I don't know why. I'm just I'm thinking of all the bit parts. Like, like just Fiend has one scene, you know. Yeah, is there going to be a reference to when he, you know, tried out for the Charlotte Hornets? I got it. Toronto so. Raptors. I hope so. Like, <laughs> so I, the person playing has to be has to be able to play basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And his son will have to play basketball too. <laughs> I just you know getting closer to Mar. Who's going to play Demar Derozan? Wait. No. Wait, we've already cast Master P. Who? Lil Romeo is going to play his dad. Oh, God. That's going to happen. Oh, God. No. Uh, you know that's going to happen. Who else would it be? I don't know. I don't know. So, you know, my you got to lower your expectations, everyone. Mm. Okay. I don't know if this is going to be the same level of straight out of Compton, which I didn't like. So I probably would like this one better. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I mean, he probably has to like, you know, just to make it all fair, he's mm-hmm. got to audition for the role, yeah. and, you know, you know, go through, go through a couple of auditions, a couple of screen tests. Well, I mean, will it be like how he got in the USC? Will someone, he ride someone's coattails? Is that going to happen? Right, he's riding his father's coattails. Into- like his father has to like be, uh, you know, it's like, oh, well your father, you know, is doing this. So, you know, if it wasn't for him, like, like they just remind them, you know, every time they film a scene. All right. And take two. And if it wasn't for your father, you wouldn't have this movie. Go. <laughs> Action. <laughs> like, man, like really mess with his head. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. Um, so uh, it, I'm, I'm interested. Um, the timing, the timing is a little off. Yeah, I mean, there's probably something that could have been done 10 years ago. Yeah. This, I feel like it's not very relevant anymore. Yeah. But hey, Better late than never, mm-hmm. I guess. Uh, so, uh, Lil Wayne is in the news, not for anything bad or <laughs> not that I could go, but uh, he is launching Young Money Radio, which will be a radio show on Dash Radio, premiering, I believe it's premiering next week, if not later this week. Let me check here. Actually, it premiered today. Yeah, to 28th, yeah. So uh, you can go to dashradio.com and listen to Young Money Radio, in which he has an artist. Hoodie Baby is premiering his new project. And um, uh, similar to anyone who listens to uh, Drake's OVO Sound Radio on Beats 1. So I want to check that. Well, I don't have Beats One. Or how can? I, how do you get Beats One? Is that uh, iTunes? Apple Music? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't get that anymore. Mm. No. I'm okay with that. I wonder what. No. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, 
So Lil Wayne taking his talents to radio mm-hmm. and uh, he'll also be promoting his artists, of course, which is um, I kind of like that where you have you have com- if you want to get your artists out there, yeah. you kind of have your your platform here to where you don't have to go through any kind of red tape or. Um, yeah. Well, that's what technology has yeah. done for us. Like, it's just easier. The The one thing that um, that record labels and not really the one thing. But the biggest thing that record labels could do for you was give you exposure. And now technology has kind of taken that away. So it's almost, you know, everyone keeps saying every five or 10 years, oh, the the record label is going to die. The record label is going to die. Honestly, I think we might be seeing it if we haven't really already seen it. I mean, back more with what he did. Um, well, that was like, what, five years ago almost now, wasn't it? Like four or yeah, five years three ago? Three or four. Yeah. Um, releasing that album without a record company and it becoming a huge success, not only... Um, sales like wise, the rapper kind of yeah, kinda chance the rapper that. is doing it now, isn't releasing anything physical. So it's like we're not. While we haven't seen the actual death, like it's closer now than it's ever been. I think because technology has gives you that platform. You really do not need a record label anymore. If you can get on social media and you can really market yourself, like you can reach more people cheaper. <laughs> you know, like a record company is like, oh, we're doing this advertising. We want you to pay us, nah, bro. I got on Instagram. I got on Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. But then like if you're trying to get signed, that's what they'll look into your social media like, mm-hmm. oh, how many followers does he have mm-hmm. on Instagram or Twitter? Yep. Five right, thousand. Back, back yeah. in the day, how many people do you have on MySpace? <laughs> yeah. How many listen how many plays mm-hmm. do you have? I bet MySpace how many is, plays do you have on SoundCloud? MySpace is probably kicking themselves now. They're like, Man, we were we were there, we were the originators. And it's just yeah. like Tom is literally looking back like what could have been. Yeah, just like in this picture, <laughs> just looking back. <laughs> So yeah, um, Young Money Radio on DashRadio.com. Check it out. Um, what else we got here? So uh, another member of One Direction going solo. It's Ooh. probably the one that everyone wanted, Harry Styles. Uh, he will be making his solo TV debut on Saturday Night Live on April 15th. Uh, Jimmy Fallon will be the host. Has he ever hosted before, Jimmy Fallon? So a couple of times. Okay. Okay. He's like right next door or yeah. down the street or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Jimmy Fallon will be hosting that night. And on April 7th, Harry Styles will be releasing at least one song, maybe two, maybe the whole album. Who knows? We'll find out. <laughs> so um, he, he, he announced himself that something's coming on April 7th. So yeah, we've got, we've got that. Uh, oh, it says the former One Direction hard. Th- so they, did they break up? I don't, I don't know. know. I thought they're on hiatus, but who who knows? I mean, NSYNC went on hiatus, and then the next thing you know, it's been sixteen years. Yeah, we never got our NSYNC <laughs> reunion. So I was like I was saying though earlier, I hope that he's successful because I don't want to see One Direction go the way of NSYNC, where you know one is wildly successful, the other tries and is not that successful, and everyone else just figures like, why try? We're nothing without Justin. You know, I don't want them to think we're nothing without Zane. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping he's successful. I think he can do it. Because, I mean, I don't think he's going to do JC, um, Schizophrenic was an excellent album. I, th- I think you agree with me. Yes. Um, it just was all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> Hence the name Schizophrenic. It was all over the place. Um, and if you don't have the patience to listen to an album like that, it's not going to go anywhere. And I don't think people had the patience to listen. Like, it was, I feel like we throw this term around a lot. It was ahead of its time. It kind of yeah. was ahead of its time, you know. He worked with the Chemical Brothers on there. Um, 
Like I it think was so. just, I, he worked with Dallas Austin. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Who else off Phenomenal record, head, but, but yeah. just like, it was just too, it was too much. So, you know, but yeah. While on the other hand, Justin Timberlake, he got Pharrell mm-hmm. and Timbaland. He got the it producers, the it, the it guys. Yeah. So, yeah. And like still hasn't let go of the Timbaland. Still ain't let go of him. <laughs> like three albums later. Well, no, he's, he's working with Max Martin now, but I swear, I feel like if another, um, well, hold on. Who did, who did, um, never mind. That was Jay-Z song. Never mind. Um, the Holy Grail. Yeah. I was, about that, to was say that was Jay-Z, but, yeah. uh, that was probably with Timberland. Yeah. I know he had like Timberland and Swiss beats and who did Pharrell. suit and tie. Was that, uh, that was Timberland. Okay. So yeah, I'm pretty sure if another album comes out, it's probably with Timberland. <laughs> so there you go. Another match made in heaven. <laughs> um, all right. So look out for Harry Styles. Um, what else we got here? Okay. So um, you brought this up, uh, mm-hmm. Ben. Uh, Snoop will be inducting Tupac into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you know, considering I'm trying to get to the article now. Let's see here. On the AV Club. As I take a sip. <laughs> Is that Chick-fil-A? Yeah. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> um, so yeah, when is it happening again? So yeah, class 2017. Um, of course they collaborated on two of America's most wanted. Did they do, I can't remember if they did much else together. I remember that song, nothing but a gangster party. That was, they called it two of America's most wanted, but everyone called it a gangster party. Cause that's what they said the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this fall, the final lineup for the tribute hasn't been nailed down yet, but it sounds like Dr. Dre might show up as well. Um, and it says that they might do California love. I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to use the, the, um, hologram, hologram. again. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, who would rap his part? But Snoop. Right, be Snoop. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Cause I forgot about that. Like at these things, everyone comes out and they do songs <laughs> and he can't do a song. So yeah, the people. To do his songs. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think what's the precedence. Like, have who else that's been dead has been, you know, indu- inducted post mortem? Um, oh, that's messed up. The first comment: Will Tupac be there to accept the honor in person? Uh, okay. Still too soon. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's happened before. I mean, I know. Like, uh, I don't know if it's happened more than once, but I know uh, one year the Red Hot Chili Peppers were like the house band, mm-hmm. and for in, in the case that the band didn't show up mm-hmm. or the artist was deceased, then they played some of their songs. Okay. That's cool. Uh, or whoever inducted them would play some of their songs. So it's, it's, it's something that they, uh, they have done before. So April 7th, Barclays. I'm also seeing here that Pearl Jam, uh, will be inducted by Neil Young. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't see any other people with, um, inductees. I'm hoping um, I think it would be kind of cool if, well, do you have to be in the rock and roll hall of fame? Cause I think it'd be pretty cool if, um, if Pharrell inducted Nile Rogers, I think that'd be pretty cool. Well, Snoop's not in the hall of fame. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Since he kind of, I feel like, uh, Pharrell kind of introduced Nile Rogers to like a whole new generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He helped him with the, uh, with the comeback. Mm-hmm. Even though Loki, he had been doing steady work for a long time. Yeah. Well, I mean, now Rogers is very talented. <laughs> yeah. As a producer and yeah. you know, composer and all that. 
but to bring him back to a, he brought him back to a pop audience mm-hmm. to be more specific. So yeah. Um, so look out for that. I think it's going to be broadcast on HBO again. And, uh, and they'll play it a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that will do it for our music news. Uh, wasn't a whole lot. And like I said, it's only been two days since mm-hmm. the last time. Yeah. So not a whole lot was no going one died, on. So, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a good thing though. That's a good <laughs> keep, thing. <laughs> keep your fingers crossed. Uh, so we'll get to, uh, Ben, what's your room of the week? Okay. I, I was, I was hesitant to go with this cause it's metal. And I know we don't do a lot of metal on here, but I've metal. I've listened to this song like ten times a day. Um, it's called "Laid to Rest" by Lamb of God. As I pull speaking that of which, up. if you ever want to do a metal episode, I have a killer guest. So, all right. But yeah, I've been. Um, I love their drummer. I, I, I like this band. Period. Um, it's a very heavy song. The the riff at the beginning is really cool. And especially when it kind of goes into this different section, it's just, just, just listen to it. If you're a metal fan, you're going to love this song. All right. So this is laid to rest by lamb of God from their album ashes of the week. And we will be right back. Laid to Rest by Lamb of God from the album Ashes of the Wake. And you can listen to that right now on the BTTYHT Earworms playlist on Spotify right now. I think I already said that. I gotta stop headbanging my, my next hurting. I gotta stop. <laughs> okay. It's hard let me, not let me to. turn it down so we can stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
All right, so uh, let's get to our indie Instagrammer of the week. Yeah. This is Emily Bell. Um, and what Emily Bell did to be announced as our indie Instagrammer of the week. <laughs> if you like one of our posts, particularly when we post uh, that we have a new episode um, ready for listening. If an independent artist likes our post on Instagram and they uh, they have music available <laughs> for us to listen to. We will listen and we will talk about what we listen to mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. We'll be honest. <laughs> we'll be honest. There's no lying here. You know, we'll, we'll, yeah, <laughs> we're not a part of the system. You can't buy us off. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you seen the, um, the lonely Island on the ground? Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. I'm not a part uh, of your system. system. <laughs> My dad's not a phone. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we have Emily Bell here. She is from Austin, Texas, Mm. and she is coming out with an EP next month. Um, But we do have a this might be on the EP. I would expect it to be. She has a song. It's on Spotify and she has a song called Can't Talk Back. And um as I said, we're listening to this song for the very first time, um, and uh, we'll talk about what we heard. So this is Can't Talk Back by Emily Bell. It's pretty different, right? Okay, okay. Oh, I like the change. Okay, I like thing I would probably change is I might add more fuzz to her voice, but that's just being, I'm just being finicky. Or if, or if she's able to, I would have her add more grit to her voice. But if, if, I mean, like the vocals sound a little clean for the recording, but I mean, maybe that's just what she wanted, she wanted, but I think it's a pretty solid track. Um, I got, um, I'm maybe thinking of the wrong band here. I thought of, um, it sounded. Uh, I got a little bit of the Pretenders yeah. from it, mm-hmm. um, and uh, maybe a little of um, what was the other band I was thinking of? 
I mean, maybe, I mean, she's probably like influenced by bands like the pretenders mm-hmm. or Blondie or, um, I might even say the Joan breeders, Jett. Yeah. Joan Jett, mm-hmm. maybe even the go-go's a little the, bit. The breeders I haven't heard that name in a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I like it. Uh, it, this is her most recent single, uh, in February. So last month. Okay. And I would expect it to be on her, the, the EP called Callie, which is due out on April 21st, according to her Instagram bio. (laughs) (laughs) It even kind of sounds like that garage rock revival that came out that was really big at the beginning of the um, decade, not this decade, but of the two, like around like, 2000 like with the, the strokes, the strokes, mm-hmm. the, the strokes, hives. the songs, the hives, <laughs> the white stripes. <laughs> it kind of had that heavy guitar, um, influence from that, from that era, which I mean, is, is just really, um, the guitar tone from like the seventies, you know, the kind of the, not very, not, not fuzzed, not very fuzzed. And by fuzz, I mean, distort distortion. And that might not mean a lot to some people, but, just fuzz is a type of, is a type of distortion, um, a little bit heavier. She just kind of had that. The whole track had a very nice distorted sound to it, including the drums, which I was trying to. I think those were real drums. Just the tracks were distorted. So okay, yeah. So yeah, uh, you can check out Emily Bell along with our other indie Instagrammers of the week. Mm-hmm. We have a Spotify playlist for it, and uh, so you can if you're trying to find some new music, uh, there are some available for, for you. Um, by way of our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going through their listing this morning. So it's yeah. good so, stuff. Yeah. So, uh, we started the podcast with really a song. That's man. That's that song is awful. It's old too. <laughs> skater boy. B O I skater with the, with the number eight. Oh yeah. Skate eight er <laughs> boy. Ska eight er boy. Man. By Avril they- Lavigne. Oh God! I could just imagine like them sitting like, all right, so we can't spell it the the, the, the that way. We have to. How are we going to spell this? We got to appeal to these young people. Yeah, you know, like she's, <laughs> you know, in the video, you know, she's going to be skating and sitting on top of cars, and <laughs> so, so we are talking about the the production team behind that song. Aha! Uh-huh, you thought it was about Avril Lavigne. Yeah. No, gotcha. Yeah, you thought we were talking about Avril Lavigne. We were talking about Avril Lavigne. Mm-mm, no Canadians. No, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I mean, that would be a little too much if we, you know, had a bit of a conversation about Nickelback and then we talk about Avril Lavigne on the next episode. <laughs> that's, that's, that's too much. Yeah. That is way too much. A. It's too much A. So <laughs> we're talking about the production team. <laughs> Known as the Matrix, and so I wonder how many people are familiar with them because production teams weren't very big when they were around. Um, yeah, I think because and what you know to add to that, like the production team, if you if you know about a production team uh, in the late nineties to early two thousands. Mm-hmm. They were in the video somehow. Yeah. <laughs> and that within, in that case, we're probably talking more about, about hip hop with yeah. someone like Diddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with rock production teams, <clears throat> pop rock production teams, yeah. you don't see that a whole lot. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically like a word of mouth kind of thing. Yeah. Like I had a hard time finding a, a picture of them together. I don't think I've ever seen them. <laughs> like I, I, I can't remember if I have. Yeah. You can check out our um, 
you know, if you don't see, if you don't see, a, if it's not a good enough for the, the artwork for the playlist, if you go to our Facebook page, we do have a, uh, actually I'll show Ben right now. Um, the, our cover photo on our Facebook page is the, um, is the production team themselves. Oh, nice. That's what they look like. Yeah. I was imagine she was blonde. I don't know no. why. Huh, okay. Lauren Christie is what I'm talking about, but I always imagine she was blonde. Huh. So the Matrix production team comprises of three individuals, Lauren Christie, Graham Edwards, and Scott Spock. Which I love. I always loved his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Lauren Christie was a singer-songwriter. She has two albums, uh, one entitled Lauren Christie, one entitled Breed. And she married Graham Edwards, and they eventually divorced. Mm-hmm. And uh, Scott Spock was a, well, he probably still is, yeah. <laughs> but before working with The Matrix, he was known as a remixer, a film composer, and he plays the trumpet, played the trumpet with Dave Weckl, yeah. I know who is a jazz drummer, I believe. Yes. Um, so... Uh, Ben, what with the Matrix? What's the what do you first think of? I mean, if it's not you know, <laughs> working with Avril Lavigne, but what do you think of as far as uh, when you hear the Matrix production team working with Hillary mind? Duff? <laughs> <laughs> so the Matrix for me um, initially it was all about their guitar tone. Um, I love their guitar tone. Um, it was always so so clean. Um, some people would probably like complain that it was very digital, um, meaning that, you know, it just didn't have a warm sound to it, but it was just so clean. So like the, um, like my first experiences with them were let go the Alvaro Levine album. And then, um, is it the girl can rock or which I'm trying to think which, um, the Hillary Duff album. I can't remember the name of her first album. I don't know if it was self-titled or what, but it had the girl can rock. It had. Did so yesterday, yesterday on it? yeah metamorphosis. Uh, metamorphosis yeah they did the production on those two albums um and so like of course like the first time i heard complicated i was in high school um things like wikipedia didn't really exist so i didn't know who i was listening to i didn't know it was the matrix i, d- I wouldn't find that out until years later um same thing with um the liz fair album i didn't really listen to that until later in college and that's when i realized you know they did that album and just everything that I liked about their production were, were like the guitar tones they used. I love the way the drums sounded. Um, they like to use a particular type of snare typically. Um, and then, um, just the songs were, were catchy, not the best written, but I mean, you know, that's fine. I, I'm okay with that. Um, I mean, not, not even just, um, the, uh, skater boy, but you know, if you listen to complicated, those are kind of cheesy lyrics. So yesterday, like that's those are cheesy lyrics like everything they write are kind of cheesy um i find that it's typically when they're working with artists who write their own lyrics so they get better because hmm. um the lilic song that they did um i wouldn't have known because the guitar tone is a little bit different and the lyrics aren't as bad so it's like you know when they work with artists that write their own material and they're just they're just producing it gets a little bit better so um to give you uh i guess a little more history about the about the matrix they uh well yeah of course avril lavigne uh they've also worked with christina aguilera 
uh, Hillary Duff, Jason Mraz, Ashley Tisdale, Shakira, Britney Spears, Miranda Cosgrove. So a few of those names, um, <laughs> uh, you know, like, wow, they work. They actually work with the matrix and with the others. Then, uh, that's kind of all, you know, mm-hmm. uh, if you know any of their music, then, oh yeah, that's the matrix right there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, but they've also just, be, you know, just to give them a little more variety, they've also worked with Tokyo Hotel and Corn. Yeah. Uh, I thought Corn was the one that kind of like. Yeah, that was that kind of stuck out to like, me that when I heard coming undone, I was like, really? <laughs> like that kind of blew me away. And then to like for them, like, why did you go to the Matrix? Because um, coming undone and Twisted Transistor kind of brought them back into the mainstream a little bit after they've been gone for a while. So maybe that's why they went to them. They were like, we, we need help us get catchy. You know, uh, there's also an, an artist that they're associated with before she even blew up was Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. Um, they they made an album called The Matrix and Katy Perry and Adam Longlands were there, like sung the songs on the album, but it was never released. And then after Katy Perry had some success, they released the album. Mm hmm. Uh, it was recorded in 2004. It wasn't released until 2009. So, um, she's also associated with them. Yeah. And it's interesting that, you know, I kind of wonder did, um, did, did Katie get out just in time or, (laughs) you know, what, I'm kind of interested to know what caused that, um, project to be, uh, to be shelved. I don't know. I mean, they, and we mentioned this as well, they kind of had the stock Aikman-Waterman um, feel to them to where, like, you yeah. know, they had one trick, it was a really good trick, and it worked. <laughs> and then it's just like, as time kind of went on, people, and it's really sad because people perfected what they did. Because, I mean, like, they were they were kind of doing the whole pop rock um, female singer thing, and then next thing you know, Max Martin and Dr. Luke come along with Since You've Been Gone, and they're like, oh, we do it better than you. Yeah. <laughs> You know, with that entire album, with the um, breakaway entire album, they're like, "Hey, we do this better than you." So it's like, "Oh, okay. Well, what do we do?" <laughs> yeah, I thought that I I did think for a long time just from hearing the song. I thought since you've been gone was was the, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, no, it's, just... it's it sounds like something they would have done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so Max Martin being a thief. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Mr. Steal your style. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he was considered as a topic today, but That's we need more time. A lot of history there. <laughs> we need of, more time. Yeah, he, unlike Stock Aikman Waterman and unlike The Matrix, he evolved. <laughs> um, and continues to evolve. As far as the like the guitar tone that you talked about, what's a song that kind of <laughs> like to wear that's that's clear that, you know, that's what they go for? So there's two. Um I'm gonna leave with my I don't wanna leave with my favorite. My other favorite is The Math by Hilary Duff. Um, both, both of these two songs start out with like, with that tone, just like a distorted guitar riff, um, that one. And then extraordinary by Liz fair. Um, those both kind of exemplify their distorted guitar tone and how it sounds. Um, all right, this is, uh, the math. Let me pull it up. Okay. If it will play eventually. All right, there we go. Yeah, I just love that. And then you hear that same snare 
that they use for Skater Boy. Like, that's just... Yeah. For their heavier songs, they always go with that snare and that guitar tone. And I love it. Not too distorted. Like, it's probably... Their gain is probably on, like, five or six. Throw some, some synth in there. Yeah. Yeah, really, really bad lyrics. Yeah. Oh, man. Wait... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, they're really bad lyrics. Um, no joke, I had the DVD, the concert DVD. <laughs> Her band was really good. <laughs> and it was funny because, like, of course, this is before, like, Hilary Duff was before, you know, the Kelly Clarkson of the world got big and made this cool to do. So her backing band looked like just, like, like five dudes and a female drummer that they just found. Because, like, the bass player is, like, he has, like, long curly hair, and he's up there, like, headbanging when they played this song. <laughs> and the guitar player had a shirt on that said, Skinny Guys Rock. Like, it was just, I was like, this is just five dudes they found in L.A. Like, you want to play music? Yeah, all right, cool. That gave Hillary an edge. Yeah, it did. <laughs> she was up there in her jeans and her wallet chain. And <laughs> oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, so that and then Extraordinary by Liz Fair kind of has that same kind of heavy tone. Only, I'm pretty sure, like, Liz Fair and her guitar player kind of, you know, had, like, a little bit of a, um... And, like, this one even sounds bigger, because I think this one's probably multi-tracked, like, maybe two or three. So, and basically, multi-tracked being, like, they just recorded the same part several times to get a bigger sound. Dave Grohl does that a lot. Um, which is funny, because, like, no one, apparently no one in Nirvana liked doing it. And then, like, Dave Grohl, like, that's what he's known for doing. He'll have, like, six guitar parts going in one song. I, I'm I'm not aware of the lyrics, even though they're probably... <laughs> well, see, Liz well, Fair wrote, wrote, wrote her own stuff. Yeah. So it's probably not that bad. Yeah, they're not that bad. Her lyrics are were pretty decent. But I think just based on the chorus of this song, mm -hmm. I believe this song was used a lot when it came out for, like, either the WNBA playoffs <laughs> or the Women's Final Four. It was a very cheesy video, too. I, w I want to think or it was wait, in what some year movie. did it come out? Two thousand three. Okay, maybe not the maybe not the the, the Olympics, but <laughs> yeah, this I think this is one of those songs that was played on like played for the women's final four a lot. <laughs> but yeah, so those if I had to define their guitar tone, it's it's really you hear it in those two songs. Yeah. Okay. Um, with the with the Matrix, uh, yeah, like you said, that stock Aiken Waterman, um syndrome yeah. maybe but mm -hmm. when you when you find that uh when you find that you find that formula yeah. that works you kind of like stick with it mm -hmm. um the 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 uh percussion is uh predictable yeah um it's tight tight as in like it's not it's it's like clean and mm -hmm. very well put together. Not tight as in like really good. Uh, <laughs> no, it's very it's very everything they did was very in line. Like it all yeah. sounded very good. Um, I imagine they probably brought in really good session musicians um, to play it. I wouldn't even be surprised if some of the drums on like the Hillary Duff and the um, the Hillary Duff and the Avril Lavigne stuff was even programmed. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, although I don't really know back then in like the late nineties, early two thousands, how good drum programming software was, but maybe that's why the drum was that snare drum was always so consistent. 
because <laughs> it was just it wasn't real drums it was just programmed you know yeah um let me close that okay uh with um i mean i'm looking at their discography here uh mm-hmm. looking at who they worked with do you think that um because of who they worked with before corn mm-hmm. that it was hard to take them seriously probably because, I mean, you heard Skater Boy, and you've heard, I don't know how much else you've heard from the from the Let Go album, from Metamorphosis, or from, um, hell, even if you go up to Headstrong by um, Ashley Tisdale, like, the lyrics just weren't that good. Um, they were just, they're, and so maybe, like, they're like, oh, you guys are just, um, you all are just bubblegum pop, you're, you're, you can't do anything deep, um, and then everything that you've ever done that really wasn't um that didn't have terrible lyrics you probably didn't write the lyrics you know you were just there for production um even though like and i didn't realize that they had co-written hollywood not america um co-written and produced i don't know how much writing they did on it the lyrics to that song aren't that bad they're kind of cheesy but i think that's really the i think that's the type of song that's supposed to be hollywood's not america is supposed to be cheesy i think well, as much as it was played, and I'll and I'll I'll play this for the for like the so listeners. long. Put your blue jeans back on. <laughs> it was played. It was. It was. Well, I read the article about Yeah. It was the. This was the exit song mm-hmm. on American Idol. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, with that season. I heard it briefly um, on a commercial, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of catchy." And so, like, I looked it up and downloaded it. Um. He never, he never, you know, achieved success again. Um, he writes now, though. Though he wrote a song on Adam Lambert's album, um, but uh, yeah, it was kind of sad because was Aliens and Rainbows was the name of the album. There's a couple of good tracks on there. It has a very Sergeant Pepper's feel to it, which you would think like with this song, like this was the only song on that album that sounded like this. <laughs> like that was it was so it was so out of place, which made me think like this isn't him. <laughs> Like, he came off more like Elton John on the rest of the album. Yeah. Uh, He has another song called uh, Legends Never Die, which he did with Katy Perry. Hmm. But it seems like it was only popular because it was Katy Perry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the line, you know, so long, put your blue jeans back on. Like, is he just, is is he saying like, you know, every girl that goes to Hollywood to try to make it is doing porn? Is that what he's saying? Possibly. You might lose yourself. Like, you might lose yourself to porn. <laughs> that's a bit edgy for uh, for the Matrix to be working mm-hmm. with here. Hey, that's they're trying to change their image. You know, it's like, <laughs> is this song about putting your blue jeans back on? We'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think, like, just Ben telling me about the song being featured on American Idol made me not really want to pay too much attention to it. Uh, I didn't watch American Idol. Neither. Well, I watched it for one season, um, and it was really half of the season, only because Sanjaya just kept going. <laughs> and I was just like, "What's he gonna do next?" And then when he was gone, I was like, "All right, this is boring. And just stop watching." <laughs> I watched the. Um, I watched an episode during the first season uh, when we were living in Rao. Oh yeah. Uh, two guys across the hall from me watched it, and they're like, "Yeah, we're gonna watch American Idol," and I knew what it was. And I, I gave it a chance. I yeah. did give American Idol a chance, but, um, yeah. It was just, it was garbage. And honestly, I would love to do an episode about American Idol 
and like what it was and what it became because what it was is not what it became like by the end of the show it was unrecognizable like the the um not to veer too far off <laughs> of our main topic <laughs> to me american idol okay you know how like in college sports mm-hmm. people are you know if anyone mentions like maybe the athlete should be paid and someone gets upset about that mm-hmm. they get an education with the and it just perpetuates the idea that the stars in college sports uh, especially college basketball, college football, the stars are not the players. The yeah. stars are the coaches. Mm-hmm. And with American Idol, the stars were not the performers. It's it was the, the judges. judges. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know. The, yeah, we got to talk about that. That was that was good. That is a very good, good observation. That, I mean, yeah, that'll be another, that'll be an episode sometime no, down the line. But that's a damn good observation. <laughs> I would not have heard of Simon Cowell or Randy Jackson otherwise. Mm-hmm. I know Randy Jackson was a musician. I had heard of Paula Abdul because uh, I grew up in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, I had never heard of Simon Cowell or, or Randy Jackson, and I probably would have never heard of them otherwise. Mm-hmm. One of the biggest and one of the biggest music promoters in the world. You would have yeah. never heard of him if it weren't for that show. Right. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a damn good observation. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, with The Matrix, they... Uh, it seemed like their run was pretty short. Yeah. It was shorter I mean, it, than it, I realized. Yeah. Cause I mean, like they, I mean, they came in there and gave us all this good music and then they were gone. And I mean, like they, they, they lasted a little bit after. So like they, their main run was very short and mm-hmm. then like it was very sparse after that. Like they, they the corn record came after really their main success. They weren't really doing much around that time. Yeah. Uh, um, the corn record we're referring to is see you on the other side, mm-hmm. which was, excuse me, from 2005 mm-hmm. and uh, it was actually recorded in Jonathan Davis's home studio. Um, nice. But uh, the matrix worked on that and that was kind of a, a step. Um, just, it was definitely a step in a different direction, mm-hmm. you know, uh, for, you know, they worked with Avril Lavigne and Britney Spears and Shakira and all these pop artists. And now they're going to work with, uh, new metal pioneers, <laughs> new, new metal pioneers. Yeah, uh, you and know, just, just to, to take the step that way, and um, they, you wouldn't if you if you listen to it, you wouldn't know the Matrix had anything to really. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're looking, if you're listening for their sound, it's not really on there. And just you know, and not um, not the sound that you're familiar with. At like least. whose idea, you know, was it? Hey, let's go get the Matrix. Like, who are they? Oh, they did that Hillary Duff record. Huh? Like, <laughs> come again? Like, who's, I don't know, just like, whose idea was that? And there's not much in here about it. Like, whose idea it was to get them, but they got them. <laughs> um, Looking for the, uh, what was the idea behind getting the Matrix? Um, There's really no story with that. <laughs> it's just, hey, we're going to get the Matrix. And it, all, all it says, like I'm looking at an article, the album is best known for the involvement of renowned production team, The Matrix, best known for their co-production by Alpha Levine, Britney Spears, and Shakira, who managed to give Korn's music a different sound, but doesn't say why. It doesn't say like, oh, we went and got them because we wanted to do something different, which I mean, that's the only thing I could think of. That's the only reason I could think you would even think to get them. It's because they give your music a different sound. Well, when you have there on EMI, Mm-hmm. So when you have EMI behind you, They're like, we, want, <laughs> we demand hits. Like, <laughs> they wanted something on the, um, uh, 
they wanted something successful. Mm-hmm. And also Virgin Records was uh, a part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think to take that, uh, like the reception of, of See You on the Other Side, it sold two million copies. Yeah. Uh, and Corn hadn't really been that big in a while. Right. Yeah. Uh, even though this is 2005, it probably had been. Jeez. I mean, after Follow the Leader, they had the second, the other album that had. Um... Take a Look in the Mirror. Yeah. What song was on that? That was. Um... Take a Look in the Mirror had. Well, I'm thinking of Issues and then Take a Look in the Mirror had um, Here to Stay, right? No. Take a Look in the Mirror had. They had a song called Y'all Want a Single. Yeah, I remember. Y'all Want a Single. Say fuck that. I remember that song. Yeah, yeah they were making fun of themselves. <laughs> I could only think of. Uh, before Take a Look in the Mirror was Untouchables. Untouchables. That had Here to Stay on it. Okay, what year was Untouchables? That was 2002. 2002, so when we graduated. Yeah. <laughs> so Y'all Want a Single. Say God, I, <laughs> I forgot about that song. <laughs> um, But the, it took their... It, their production in a different direction, but they haven't really gotten that. I don't know if it's a lack of opportunity mm-hmm. or just the lack of success with other artists they work with. Because we, we named some artists they work with, but I'm not familiar with like Mercury 4. Me either. Uh, Sky Sweetenham. I am familiar with her, but she just, like, she's one of those um, kind of female song, singer songwriters that just didn't hit. Okay. She wasn't as poppy as. Um, as she was too indie to be a Taylor Swift, not poppy enough, like it, mm. if it makes sense. Kind of like, a, I don't want to say like a Brie, I almost said Brie Larson. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> Brie, um, Brie Sharp. She, okay. Yeah, but she just wasn't, she wasn't poppy enough. Um, I mentioned yeah. Myra, uh, Lindsay Pagano, who was a contestant on The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she had this song that she, that they produced for her was before that. She worked with, they worked with the uh, Lilix, which I thought was awesome. Um, Lilix. Yeah. That song, it's about, to, was that, that was in a movie, right? Was that in Mean Girls or something? No, no. Mm. Or it, it had, it had to be a different movie. No, but I think it, I think it was in Mean Girls. Um, it's the scene where, um, no, that was Katie. That was Katie Rose. I was thinking yeah. of the part where they're like, do you even know who this is? And oh. She's like, Spice Girls? And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you're so clueless. Um. Yeah, I don't know what this was in. What happened to Katie Rose? Freak? No, was it in Freaky Front? No, that was what I like about you. Um. Yeah, hmm. I don't. I don't think it was. Anyway, um, it's a good song though. Damn good song. <laughs> other artists I've never heard of that they worked with. Uh, uh, the New Cities. Melissa Lefton. Yeah, they were with Jason Mraz. You know, Melissa Lefton had a. We, we, I, I was. I wanted to allude to it then, but oh, okay, it was still okay. the first segment. But Melissa Lefton had a song that was featured in the movie On the Line. Oh God. <laughs> the On the Line with the, um, <laughs> Lance Bass and Chris Kirkpatrick, right? Or was it no? Lance and Joy Bass? Fatone. And Joy Fatone. Always. Why did I get him in Joy Fat one? Yes. Yes. Um. You guys should watch that movie sometime. Have you? I've never seen it. Is it worth it? You, well, it's one of those where you might have to turn your mind off. Okay. And just going to it, you know it's bad. But you just kind of want to see how bad it is. Oh, a few drinks. Okay. <laughs> watch <Yeah>. it. <laughs> um, they also work with former O-Town member 
Ashley Parker. Rachel. I forgot about that. They did. They did. What was the uh, What was the name of that album? Uh, I don't know the name of the album. The name of the song I see on here is Soundtrack, Soundtrack to, to Your, Your Life. Life. Yeah. I forgot they did work with him. Did they work with... Oh, then uh, that's the name of the album, too. They didn't work with um, Ryan... Not Ryan Tedder. Um, Ashley Simpson's first boyfriend. Ryan Cabrera. I don't think they worked Ryan with Ryan Cabrera? Him. I don't think they worked with him. No. Even though his music may sound like it was produced <laughs> by yeah. the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also worked with uh, a group called Jackson Mendoza, uh, Heather Nova, Son of Dork, Detroit's, Ashley Justice. Yeah. A lot of Ashley's on here, man. Yeah. It looks like, and honestly, it looks like, um, you know, until they made it big, they were probably just working with a lot of smaller people, you know, like smaller, yeah. like, hey, this is a pop artist just trying to get their start. And then, but once they got into the mainstream, they just couldn't hold that success. Yeah, I mean, even with the with working with Avril Lavigne and the success that 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 brought up, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they could take. They couldn't. They couldn't really get beyond that. Mm-hmm. I think because of who Avril Lavigne appeals to, they were kind of like maybe pigeonholed into working with yeah. and Ashley Tisdale, Hillary Duff. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears and then she didn't, even, she didn't even go back to them for her second album. Right. <laughs> she went to Butch Walker. <laughs> so it was like, even she might've had some issues like, mm, trying to spread my wings. Like, <laughs> I think she listened to skater boy one day and was like, the song's whack. Who wrote these lyrics? <laughs> like, I don't remember writing this. <laughs> they just handed me a lyric. Sheet. <laughs> well, well, supposedly in the, they said in the studio, um, the reason she got co-writing credits is because she would change a word here or there. So mm-hmm. she had to get co-writing credit. I'd imagine that like that would just that would make me mad. I'd be like, no, 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 you don't know. You don't, you know, be instead of saying, you know, take off all your silly clothes. You say preppy clothes. I'm a writer. No, you're not <laughs> a writer. <laughs> and that's literally that's what they said. It was things like that. Like she would change words like that. Like, come on. Well, that's why we say. Uh, let's see if she has any. Hold on. Uh yeah, that's why we say Grammy Award nominated Avril Lavigne. <laughs> uh, she was nominated twice for Song of the Year. Hold on. Is one I'm With You? Yeah. Is the other one... Um, what else has she done? The other one was Complicated. Keep, oh, Complicated? I was going to say Keep Holding On, but never mind. They're from the same album, but you know yeah. how the Grammy eligibility thing goes. Complicated got nominated for Song of the Year? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh God! I used to want that out. I used to want that award. <laughs> <laughs> you used to want your award anymore? I mean, I take it, but complicated. Like, come on! How did that even get nominated, man? That's such an awful, awful song. It lost to "Don't Know Why" by Nora Jones, written by Jesse Harris, which was a huge year for her, man. Um, and then "I'm With You," which was nominated the next year. Lost to Dance With My Father. Oh, that's not fair. That's a good song, but that's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, I wonder, so did yeah. Breakaway ever get nominated for Song of the Year? By um, Kelly Clarkson? Kind of off topic, but that was also... I just want to know if she's been nominated three times um, <laughs> for a Grammy. Because then I'm just like, Wow. I don't think it did, though. Mm-mm. 
I don't see no Grandma. No, it doesn't look like it was. Which I think was would have been her best song, honestly. That's to me. That's I don't know. I think since you be gone, since you've been gone, might be her signature song. But Breakaway is still my favorite Kelly Clarkson song. Next to maybe Trouble with Love. It's also a good song. Anyway, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess we we'll kind of keep getting off topic because there's not a lot to yeah. There, there's not a lot with with the Matrix. I mean, like I said, their run was very short. But what was there? Like what was there was good. Yeah. But like it's yeah it's not and you know looking at so like I will say like a couple of songs I didn't realize the remedy I didn't realize I would not have realized that was their song because it doesn't have their their patented you know Matrix sound <laughs> um, as well with um, um, it's about time my Lilix doesn't have it and then when they started really kind of going into their the pop stuff like the Headstrong album um, that song sounds very different like it's not very and I guess that it's kind of like you know the Matrix when I think of them I always think of pop rock. But this then, is uh, this know. is headstrong by Ashley Tisdale. Okay, this sounds like something Scott Storch produced. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so um, I'm trying to see if they produced this because um, there's another song called "Be Good to Me." that sounds just like a Scott Storch song and I thought Scott Storch did it but he did not did they do it? no there was Carrie Guardi, so never mind but yeah it, it sounds but Scott Storch was huge at the time yeah so it, they probably were like yeah let's try it <laughs> <laughs> so they this was this is like just straight up pop oh yeah with hip hop influences surprise it wasn't a remix yeah Um, so trying to figure what they're doing now, uh, well, Lauren Christie's still working. So she's, she, um, she's working with BB Rexa. She did the I'm with you song, which just got released. And she also, she did, uh, me, myself and I by mm -hmm. G easy, which honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that was a BB Rexa song that maybe like they just wrote a hook for, and they were going to fill it in and they're like, Hey, just give it to G easy. I would not be surprised if that's how that happened. Yeah, because um, it, it I don't know it just sounds like that type of song um, the but, Matrix well this is she they also work with David Bowie really I don't know when that would have been but okay but I just not, they're just not doing much lately um, I don't even see where Scott Spock and um, Ram Edwards are doing anything you know because I thought initially before I did my research that I thought it was Graham Edwards that wrote on Heart, Heart Attack by Demi Lovato but it wasn't so, um, as far as I can tell, they really haven't been doing anything um, since they went with the Matrix. I mean, it makes sense. Lauren Christie probably carried them, for all we know. I mean, because uh, she's still working. She was working before them. She's working after them. <laughs> so. Yeah, they also worked on Korn's Untitled album, so it wasn't just See You on the Other Side. Um, well, they have a website, thematrixmusic.com, but that doesn't give you a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they worked on New Killer Star by David Bowie. Okay. Uh, they worked on This Year by Christina Aguilera. They worked on This Is Good by Ricky Martin. Uh, of course, the aforementioned Hilary Duff and Liz Fair and Ashley Parker Angel. Um, 
But you th- like if you know when those songs came out, it's like, well, what are they? Yeah, you know, I may, you know, it may have been something internal. Like you said, uh, uh, Lauren Christie was married to Graham Edwards, and then they divorced. Mm-hmm. So to marry and divorce, how much, how likely is it that you're going to work <laughs> together anymore? Just gave it up. Like, nope, I'm good, and I'm taking the success with me, and that's what she did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and you know, uh, and the, the, the group, the, I mean, the production team themselves, they won, I don't know how prestigious these, these awards are. You might know an Ivor Novello. Yeah. I was looking at awards. that. I've never heard of it. Never. Seven times. It was a complicated one. The international hit of the year. So. And they got BMI yeah. and ASCAP Songwriters of the Year, which ASCAP and BMI are just publishing companies. So. Yeah. I mean, they, they've got some Junos, mm-hmm. which is the Canadian Grammys. Mm-hmm. Album of the Year, 2003. So, I mean, they got some accolades, but I mean, honestly, I mean, and I doubt they'll ever hear this, but I would love to see the Matrix come back. But I mean, I'm probably one of the few people who would love to hear um, early 2000s era, like, you know, Avril Lavigne. I'm the, probably the only person who still wants to hear that stuff. You are. Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> she did some stuff with Chad Kroger on her latest album and it just, it was okay, but it wasn't let go. You know? Um, I think, I think, uh, I'm not familiar with a whole lot of Avril Lavigne after let go. Really? Mm. Um, there's that girlfriend song. So that was Dr. Luke. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. After, um, Adam Levine may have sold out, even though she started with the matrix, but mm-hmm. then like, okay, Butch Walker, mm-hmm. then Dr. L- has Max Martin done any of her songs? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> I think, but like, so like now she just sounds like, uh, she just sounds like, um, kind of new Nick, Nickelback a little bit. Mm. Cause she got, you know, she was dating Chad Kroger and he yeah. just started writing for her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hash- There's a throwback though. She to our last episode, of course, she's a sellout too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I was trying to look where everybody was from. Lauren Christie is from London. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the other guys. It's safe to assume they're probably from London too. With the name like Scott Spock. Sounds like a British name to me. Could be Irish. Scott Spock. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as far as awards go, they're seven time nominated for the Grammys. They won an Ivor Novella award for complicated BMI ASCAP songwriters of the year. And they've won two Junos for pop song of the year and album of the year. That was for complicated and let go. So it's kind of like their legacy is mostly just tied to Avril Lavigne. Mm -hmm. As far as like the accolades, Mm -hmm. um, Korn's album, See You on the Other Side, was critically acclaimed. It sold very well. But as far as other artists, like, I don't know. To me, the, if you are in that that Disney Nickelodeon realm. <laughs> like Miranda Cosgrove and Ashley Tisdale. Yeah. And Hilary Duff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of hard to, to get out of that. Yeah. Hilary Duff tried. And she came close. Um, which, her, I mean, her new stuff is really good, actually. Um, she should have got the matrix though. She should have got the matrix. <laughs> um, and Katy Perry technically has worked with the matrix, but 
by I didn't know they made an album together mm-hmm. and yeah. Katy Perry was a part of it. Yeah. So I, she kind of like left him in yeah. the dust metaphorically. Max Martin came and <laughs> Max Martin came along. She was like, the, "How what? The, that's a movie. Like that's a <laughs> and just left him. <laughs> and it was really sad. I don't know. Like I just it's kind of yeah. like a uh, just hearing that they, they released the album five years after it was done mm-hmm. and they released it because of the success of Katy Perry. It reminds me of, um, okay, back to the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie teen wolf was filmed before back to the future, but mm-hmm. it was released after. <laughs> and I believe in Japan, um, in, in teen wolf, Michael J. Fox, his character's name is Scott. Mm-hmm. Right. But, in Japan, when they released Teen Wolf, mm-hmm. they changed his name to Marty because of Back to the Future. <laughs> wow. Uh, so it's one of those things where, you know, you, you, you gotta, you're trying to capitalize on the success. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of, it, it kind of feels backwards. It's like, well, it was released in the first place because you didn't believe in it. <laughs> Now I, I somehow believe in it. <laughs> yeah, let's just yeah, let's just put it out, put it out. Yeah. Uh, they've also worked with Josh Kelly, who is uh, Catherine Heigl's husband. I think he's from Augusta. Yeah, he yeah. he was he's from Evans, the, which is near Augusta. I guess that's near Augusta. Yeah, okay. for people from Augusta, you know what I'm talking about. He's from Evans, which is like the um, that's either north or more west, north or yeah, north northwest of Augusta, but it's one of those little kind of like how college park is to Atlanta. Okay. That kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, I really have nothing else to add on the matrix. I tried to stretch this. as long as I was, I was going to say like, you can, you can play another track too. Um, (laughs) um, another example of their, I'm, I'm, and I'm a guitar player. So I'm just, I love the tone. Um, party up by, um, DMX. No, by, by Hillary Duff. She has a song called party up. Um, and just the guitar tone there, like it's like a they use like this chorusy, um, guitar tone. Like just a lot of wah in the beginning, and then like in, during the verses they use this like really kind of chorus style guitar that you used to hear. Um, I've heard I've heard Eddie Van Halen use right here. Well, not this. You have to hear at this part right here. Kind of like a chorus mixed with like a some type of single coil guitar, probably finger picking to get that that nice kind of slappy sound to it a little bit. I don't know. I just I, I listen for little things like that. And when I, the first time I heard this song, I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they had a lot of fun when they played this song too on the DVD. <laughs> yeah. The lyrics are a little bit better on this one. No, you know, I'm calling you back. This is Star 69. None of that stuff. <laughs> you know? But yeah, she was not the best singer. She was just... No. Mm-mm. It was just trying to capitalize, man. A lot of... A lot of... Uh, Lizzie McGuire success, man. Adolescent girls watch Lizzie McGuire. Yeah. And then, really... the, and then it's because it's on Disney. Like, oh, can you sing too? Mm-hmm. I don't know. She can really sing that. Well, I mean, she can kind mm-hmm. of sing it. Paul Abdul can sing. She can yeah. sing. <laughs> Get her up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's one of those things. Uh, hide her vocals behind a production team. Basically. Like the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, and we salute them for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
because, well, yeah, I, like I think part of why they kind of faded out. It, I think well, we've mentioned it before. Their their lyrics mm-hmm. were not the best, Mm-mm. and I feel like you have to be um, to have success as a as a songwriting team. You gotta as a production team. If you're gonna write songs, you have to be strong writers. Yeah. Um, and I think with songs to where you're working with a lot of kids, basically, <laughs> your lyrics don't have to be the best. Yeah, so I'm say they probably wanted to try to make it sound like, well, let's try to make it sound like Hillary wrote wrote these. All right. <laughs> Duh. Let me write them. Like, <laughs> let me get done with it. Like. <laughs> so, do you think she wrote? If you can't do the math, get out of the oh, equation. Was I, that, I that, was that how that. it went? <laughs> I highly doubt it, but I'm pretty sure she was like, that's really cool. Like, she probably thought it was a very clever line. She's in school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she probably thought it was very clever. Like, I could see Lizzie McGuire singing this. So, yeah. For those of you too young to know what that is, that was a show on Disney. Yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> it had a movie. It did. Which was the signal that the show was about to end. Yeah. And that's the thing with the Disney show. If they have a movie, the show's about to about to be get canceled. But they like really took it up with her. They put hers in theaters. Yeah. Like they were like they know how to act. Like they yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they go to like Paris or something? Yeah, I've never seen the whole thing, but <laughs> but like that's kind of what really launched her her music career. Yeah. Because she was a singer in the movie. And then she had that song, um, Why Not? And then next thing you know, they're like, oh, yeah, and by the way, here's another single. And here's another. And another. And, like, next thing you know, like, Hillary Duff's a singer. It's different, man. Man. I, okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, well, I, like I said, well, now I really don't have anything else to add. No, I mean, guys, that's, yeah. Unless you do. This was, this was. I was able to relive a lot of stuff yeah, and really talk about, cause I mean, this is kind of one of those, like when I was thinking of this topic, I was like, Oh, like if we did an unsung for like musical producers, like this would be it. Cause <laughs> yeah. they didn't do a lot. And so like, not a lot of people know who they are. You know? Yeah. When they were in that time, they were a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back on it, I think they're, they're mostly forgotten. I think because the, the style of music isn't done anymore. It is not, you know, if you have people like if there was an Ashley Tisdale or Hillary Duff, now mm-hmm. their music wouldn't sound like this. They would, well, actually they would probably sound like more like Selena Gomez, how she, how her music is mm-hmm. or Demi Lovato, mm-hmm. Demi Lovato. Now I think she was more poppy before. Yeah. Demi Lovato was more pop rock when she first came out, but she just didn't have the success. Yeah. She got the Jonas Brothers to help her write that first album, which is funny. That was, that was weird to me. Yeah. She recruited them to help her write the first album. And then like hmm. after that, she started working like after the second album, she started working with like real writers and producers and stuff. And yeah, although she had a few, like John Mayer wrote one on her second album and to work um, with Missy Elliott too. That's so on the third yeah. album, that's when she started Missy. That track was good. It's a good track, but yeah, she wised up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that will, uh, that will do it for our discussion on the matrix. We do have a playlist of their songs. Um, the songs that you've heard are all included. Mm-hmm. So, um, my earworm of the week, I, uh, well, I, there are songs that I have on the playlist or, yeah, that I because they make I my my we lit playlist we lit 
is what I play when I'm driving for Uber. Um, so I have like a song like all night by chance, the rapper. Uh, he has a line in there. Um, uh, oh man, I, I can't remember the line, but he makes a reference to Uber and Lyft in the song. <laughs> so I put that on the list. And with this one, um, it's, a uh, because they use the term we lit as main part of their chorus. <laughs> so this is uh, Rockets by Lion Babe featuring, I'm not sure how his last name's pronounced, but I'm going to say Mo Mokes. It may, it may be Mo Mox, oh, no, but I'm going to say a, Mo Mokes. I think that's a good guess. <laughs> uh, that flows better. So this is um, Rockets by Lion Babe featuring Mo Mokes, and we'll be right back. Eventually. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Here we go. I just want y'all to chill to this right quick. We lit, we lit, y'all. 
sip to this. All right, that is Rockets by Lion Babe featuring Mo Mokes. Why don't they just name it We Lit? Like, that's just, I didn't realize how prominently it would be featured. <laughs> they probably thought that was too easy. And I'm surprised, I, I know I mentioned this off air, but like, how does the band Lit feel about their name being such a, like a cool word now? <laughs> I feel like they they made they feel like they missed out on something. Like some people are like, oh, this party is lit, and they're just like, oh, <laughs> we're not a party. What are you talking about? Lit is lit. Like let's. I want to try <laughs> to make that happen. Like lit is so lit right now. Like, <laughs> I think they tried that already. You think so? It didn't work. The album should be called. They're their own worst enemy. We lit. <laughs> they are their own worst enemy. <laughs> um. So yeah, that will. Uh, well, actually, before we end the show. Um, there's some, well, I guess there's some podcasts that we can recommend and I'm only recommending these because they liked our posts. Oh, nice, I haven't nice. exactly checked them out yet, but, um, these are some that you can check out, uh, because they are podcasts and they liked our podcast. So, um, let's see which, what do we have here? Um, well, check out the, the podcast movement on Instagram. Uh, I think that's going to be like a festival. There's a, there's one called explain your bullshit, <laughs> explain your bullshit podcast. <laughs> uh, you can check them out. Um, uh, a good old chin wag. I think that's another one. Chin wag. What is that? Chin. Well, just talking. It's oh, okay. For talking. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard the finger wag, but never chin wag. Um, you can check out. Oh wow! Um, there's some history behind this oh. Luch dog in the boarding, like one of our posts. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Are you for real? Uh wow! Yeah, they actually did. <laughs> <laughs> there's no way they're not following. They're not like. I don't think they're following us. No, but no, they I'm just did, saying, like, there's no way they posts. haven't followed us from that. I don't know. <laughs> like, that's just too coincidental. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Are they still, they're still around? They're still doing stuff? Yeah. They uh, have. <laughs> um, if you're listening, I will help you take the dude down. And you know who I'm talking about. You can do it by yourself. I don't care. I don't like him. I don't like him. It, it's not it's yeah it's not worth it man yes it is this is worth my job I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> it, it is not no, it's not worth, worth my it. job it's not worth my job I love my job um nerd confessions it looks like a podcast it may be a a YouTube channel they like one of our posts um let's see if there's anybody else I really uh, thought you were gonna say the podcast if he shall not be named uh, no yeah. <laughs> um he blocked me on Twitter, so I'm not. Oh. Yeah, I think he still follows me on Spotify, though. But anyway, shade. Um, <laughs> uh, the Lulu and Pop podcast. Uh, they are on Instagram at Lulu and Pop. I don't. I like. I don't know what it, what their podcasts are about, but they have them. Uh, <laughs> thanks for the support. You know, you like yeah. it, so thanks for the support. Um, the Netflix Campfire podcast. That sounds interesting. Actually, sounds like they talk about what they see on Netflix which is always good. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course the switch style podcast and, um, 
any other any of other these sound like podcasts i don't know mm-hmm. um well i'm not sure if this is a podcast or maybe a blog it's called being a sir <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yeah, that's that's all I have for for right now. But of course, we'll shout out more podcasts. And um, yeah, thanks for the support, guys. Yeah. Definitely appreciate it. Um, anything else you'd like to add before we end the show? Matrix rocks. Um, <laughs> if you're listening, come back. I'll buy your record. I'll I won't stream it. I will buy it. So a physical copy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Sam Goody. I'll find a place. I don't know who sells music anymore, but I'll find a place. Maybe Best Buy. Best Buy. They still sell music. I might order it on Amazon. I don't leave. I don't leave my house. Just get on Amazon. <laughs> get a drone to deliver. Ooh, a drone. A drone to deliver the. Uh, that actually would probably creep me out if I was if I happened to like be pulling up in my house and I saw a drone. I would probably not get out of my car. <laughs> Have you seen those? Uh, um. I think uh, one of my friends took a picture of it on Instagram to where it was one of those uh, things that deliver meals, one of those robots mm-hmm. to where you, you, if you order it, the the restaurant, they put the meal in this robot thing. They put the address in the GPS oh, and it just goes on to your house and you have to put in the special code to open it. Hmm. That's That sounds weird. Technology, yeah. man. That's where we're going. That's where we're going. <laughs> I like it. So, um, uh, well, before the end of the show, uh, mm-hmm. Ben, tell the people where they can find us. You can find us at by the time you hear this dot com. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Facebook slash Facebook dot com slash by the time you hear this spelled with the word you while you you can find us on Instagram at uh, by the time you hear this spelled with the letter you because we are upstanding. Yes, we are. Mr. Golf playing man. Um, you can also email us at by the time you hear this with the letter U as well. By the time you hear this at gmail.com. You can hear us on, um, I'm going to start where we, we started out on Podomatic. So I'll start there. We Podomatic. You can find us on TuneIn radio. You can find us on Castbox, Google play iTunes. You can find us on, is that it? No, Satchel podcast yeah. app. And I believe that is it. Did you say tune in? Tune in, yeah. That yeah, was the okay. second one. Okay. And I mean, yeah. and in Fallout Fills, honestly, you can go to, you know, by the time you hear this dot com, podcast is there. You can stream it straight from there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we're going to end the show, of course, with someone with, with a song related to our topic. And, uh, Ben, why don't you pick who, who we get? We started with Skater Boy. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Let's, uh, You know what? Let's stay on that album. Let's go with um, Avril Lavigne from Let Go, um, Anything But Ordinary. All right. Was that a single? Uh-uh. That but it's, it's my favorite song, um, courtesy of uh, Trent White turned me on to that song. Shout out to Trent, wherever you are. Uh, they're touring with your band. He turned me on to this song um, because Jessica Hudson was obsessed with Avril Lavigne. We, as a matter of fact, I went and saw her play at North Point Mall. <laughs> It was awesome. Yeah, I went and saw. It was me, Clarissa, Jessica, and um, the Ryan Barber. Oh, Shout out to Ryan Barber if you're out there. Okay. Yeah. So Avril Lavigne played at North Point Ball? Mm-hmm. It was an acoustic set that she did. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Many, many years ago, like 2003. It was right when um, 
Um, the second album had just come out. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this is Anything But Ordinary by Avril Lavigne, co-written and produced by The Matrix. Mm-hmm. That's going to end our show, and we will talk to you guys soon. Peace. Peace. Sometimes